1: Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com
2: Good morning. Welcome to our show number 606. I got an camera.
1: I love to take a I'm so
2: take my Kodachrome Well, most folks haven't used a lot of Kodachrome in a while, but uh, we all have cameras, right? That's all you need to enter the 2017 Talking Birds Photo Contest, which begins today. And of which our first prize winner will receive a Celestron Hummingbird ED Micro Spotting Scope. It's a beauty. Here's a description. It's easily carried in a vest or coat pocket or belt pack. A shoulder bag, anything like that. And its ED Lens Optical System provides sharp, clear images with vivid, well-managed color. The scope features a 7 to 22x magnification range that spans binoculars and spotting scopes and provides bird-friendly close-up focus distance of 10 feet. It's waterproof and nitrogen-filled, protected against wet weather, human conditions, and other environmental challenges. So that's our first prize. Our first runner-up prize is a pair of Celestron 8x32 Trail Seeker binoculars. Featuring a magnesium alloy body, back four prisms with phase and dielectric coatings, wide field of view, fully multi-coated optics, and six and a half foot close focus. It's tripod adaptable too. And our second runner-up prize is our Talking Birds book sampler, which includes the following. The Cornell Lab of Ornithology's magnificent large format photography book, The Living Bird, 100 Years of Listening to Nature featuring the unparalleled avian photography of Garrett Vinn, and essays by Scott Widensall, John Fitzpatrick, and Jared Diamond. And that's uh, along with Cornell Lab's Bird Brainiacs Activity Journal and Logbook for Young Birders, plus a signed copy of Mike O'Connor's Why Do Bluebirds Hate Me? More answers to common and not-so-common questions about birds and birding. the contest begins today, January 8th, and ends on February 5th at midnight. Pretty simple to enter. Just take a photo of a bird in the wild and email it to us at this address, ray at talkin'birds.com. That's ray at com. No G in talking. Once again, just take a photo of a bird in the wild and email it to us. Photos will be judged on quality of composition, creativity, and originality. So don't feel you have to have the top quality camera. On the planet. If you do, well, that's cool too, but you know. The address again Ray at talkingbirds.com. Happy snapping and good luck. Many thanks to our latest Talking Birds ambassadors helping to spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. Thanks to Dave in Normal, Illinois. Thank you, Dave, and thanks for your kind comments about the show. Thank you, Jim, in Phoenix, Arizona. And thank you Pamela in Saunderstown, Town, Rhode Island, who says that Talkin' Birds is her go-to to begin the weekend. She hears our show on Saturday mornings on our great Southern Rhode Island affiliate radio station 95.9 WCRI. If you'd like to join our ambassadors program? It's pretty easy to do and we hope you will just go to our talkinbirds.com website, click on the contact button up at the top there and choose become An ambassador. Pretty easy to do. The Talking Birds Ambassadors Program. We're about to reveal now: A, some pretty cool opportunities for young birders in Ohio and in Maine, and B, the identity of the American Birding Association's Bird of the Year. Info courtesy of our Charlotte Wasselik and her Charlotte's weblog. Charlotte.
3: Good morning, Ray. The American Birding Association has announced the Bird of the Year for 2017, and it's the ready Turnstone, a species that can be seen throughout most of North America, and especially along the East Coast. 2017 registration is open for many of the Audubon summer camps at Hog Island, including the Coastal Maine Bird Studies for Teens, which is split up into two sessions in June. These are wonderful camps for young birders and naturalists, but they fill up quickly. You can find all the information for the camps at hogisland.audubon.org slash programs. The Ohio Young Birders Club is hosting a field trip to the Killdeer Plains Wildlife Area on Saturday, February 11th. The trip will focus on the search for wintering hawks and owls in one of Ohio's premier wildlife areas. To become a member of the club and to go on the trip, please visit OhioYoungBirders.org. That's all for this week, Ray. I'll talk to you next time.
2: Thanks, Charlotte. We'll look for you online on your blog there at PrairieBirder.com. PrairieBirder.com. Still to come on our show today. He saw 750 species of birds in one big year, and he wasn't even trying to break the record. He's Christian Hagenlocker, and he'll join us live right here in just a few minutes. Plus, we'll address the touchy topic of bird feeder envy when we catch up with our man, Mike O'Connor, down at the legendary Birdwatcher's General Store on Cape Cod in our Let's Ask Mike Live segment. And up next, we head out to see where today's featured feathered friend awaits. Talking Birds is made possible in part by Celestron, a leading optics company offering binoculars and spotting scopes, for birders of all levels, Celestron is dedicated to education and bird conservation and proudly supports many nonprofit organizations that share the same commitment. Celestron says we care about birds and nature in our backyard as well as yours. Enhance your view with Celestron. Visit celestron.com and discover more. Today's Talkin' Birds featured Feathered Friend segment poses five questions. One, what bird can be left handed or right handed in a manner of speaking? Two, what bird not only has a bill, but gets its name from someone called Bill? Three, a group of birds of what species is known as a bazaar? Four, What bird is part of a group that lays self-cleaning eggs? And five, what bird, in addition to its common name, is also called sea pigeon? Well, the bird whose identity is the answer to all five questions is the one that sounds like this on its far north breeding grounds. The bird is the black guillemot. <music> this seagoing bird, an alcid related to murres, ox and puffins, carries fish it catches lengthwise in its bill, with some individual birds seeming to prefer carrying the fish facing left, while others seem to prefer carrying the fish facing right. The black guillemot is called the sea pigeon because in its winter plumage, It's a patchy gray and white, similar to the color of many rock pigeons. The name Guillemot comes from French in which the pronunciation would be something like Guillemot, derived from the name Guillaume or William. William who? We don't have a clue. And self-cleaning eggs? Yes. Dr. Stephen Portugal from the Royal Veterinary College in London discovered the self-cleaning nature of the black Guillemot's eggs after he accidentally spilled water on some that he was studying and noticed that the water beaded up into droplets and dripped off when the eggs were bumped. He determined that the external surfaces of the eggs had nanoscale cone structures on them, like tiny mountain ranges that help the eggs shed water and stay clean in their messy cliffside nesting areas. The eggs being clean helps ensure that the embryos inside can breathe. Other Guillemot species lay these self-cleaning eggs, too. And why is a group of Guillemots known as a bazaar? Well, that's another question to which we haven't yet found the answer, along with why such a group is also sometimes called a lumery. It's the left-handed or right-handed self-cleaning egg-laying sea pigeon, or you can call it Bill. Cephas Grilla, the black Guillemot. Today's Talkin' Birds featured Feathered Friend. Thanks again for being with us on our show number 606. Almost forgot we want to do a quick preview of our mystery bird contest. So you'll be ready to call in when we uh, do the actual contest in just a little bit. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized shiny black songbird. That's the male. The female is kind of all gray with a tall wispy crest. And it makes a beautiful sound like this. This is a mostly fruit-eating bird found in the deserts and arid woodlands of the southwestern U.S. and Mexico. Preview of our mystery bird contest. Well, a big year is described as an informal competition. It's overseen by the American Birding Association among birders to see who can identify by sight and or sound the largest number of species of birds within a single calendar year and within a specific geographical area. Like North America, for example, or the U.S. One such birder is Christian Hagenlocker, who is one of four birders who, in the just completed year of 2016, broke the previous big year record of 749 species. Christian had 750 plus two provisionals, which we'll find out about. And he joins us on the phone now from St. Louis, Missouri, to tell us about it. Good morning, Chris, uh, Christian, and congratulations.
4: Thank you very much, Ray. Good morning.
2: Great to uh, have you with us here. What an undertaking. I just can't help but wondering after that whole year, what does it feel like uh, to have it end?
4: You know, it's kind of unbelievable. I still am uh, slowing down and I haven't stopped birding. I've tried to bird every day of the new year so far, and it's not something you can just stop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you think you would just sort of like, okay, that's it for a little while or, or, or what?
4: Oh no! An object in motion has to stay in motion. <laughs> so I am uh, a slowing down gradually and still birding. However, I'm not driving as much or sleeping in my car anymore. That's road.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what you did, right? For an entire year, sleeping in the in the back of the Subaru.
4: Well, I slept all over. I started uh, in my car, and when I was on the road, I I stayed in the back of my Subaru or. I spread out my sleeping bag and slept on the ground or camped in my sleeping bag uh, out in more rural areas. Mm-hmm. And then as I met birders along the road, different areas, uh, they invited me to crash on their, their couch or their floor <laughs> or spare bedroom, and mm-hmm. I kind of pieced it together from there. It was really a. a experience an experience where I was able to to network and uh, stay all kinds of places.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, you and John, if I'm pronouncing his name right, Weigel, and Olaf Danielson and Laura Keene all broke the record, John Weigel getting the top spot with 780 officially counted species, and you, at age 27, became the youngest person to break the 700-species barrier uh, for a big year, the uh, ABA and you all broke the record set by a friend of ours from here in Massachusetts, Neil Hayward. Um, we know this thing is a really competitive thing, Christian. But instead of trying to protect his record, uh, Neil actually helped you, right?
4: Yes, Neil. Neil was a huge help to to all of us. Actually, he's he's such a, a humble, genuine birder and and loves loves the birds. So I don't think for him it was about the record, but he. He chronicles his big year in his new book, Lost Among the Birds. And I was fortunate to read that book uh, while we were on Attu together, this Mm. outlying Alaskan island. Uh, And Neil was a guide for our trip there. And he helped us find birds and did so uh, very humbly and encouragingly and helped us all throughout the year.
2: Wonderful. Well, while you're not seeking to break the record, you said also, uh, Christian, which is kind of (laughs) hard to imagine considering how many birds you saw, but you were doing something in addition to counting birds, creating something called the Birding Project to really bring more people into birding. Tell us about that and how it's working out.
4: Sure. So my focus from the beginning on a very limited budget wasn't to break the big year record or, or even bird the whole year. It just kind of started off in January when I fell into the ability. I, I, I left my previous job and was able to drive around and bird watch and that evolved through meeting people and hearing people's ideas of what I could do with my adventure as it was evolving. Um, a birder actually said, have you heard of Humans of New York, which is a street photographer and photojournalist in New York City who interviews birders. And this birder in South Texas said, you should interview birders, Hmm. uh, just like this Humans of New York project. And I said, that's a great idea. And so I'd already talked to dozens of people before then, and so I started photographing them and specifically their hands holding their binoculars, which to me symbolizes the uniqueness and diversity. Of the birders in North America, uh, everyone's binoculars are different. Just like each person, their experience birding is different. They got started with a different spark bird or a different mentor, and so I began interviewing these people and recording their stories on my iPhone as we walked around birding. And that evolved into uh, the Birding Project, which I coined uh, is my epic big year. Mm-hmm. And epic is an acronym for educating others about birds promoting learning preserving bird habitat in urban and rural areas inspiring people to explore the outdoors and connecting people and birds using technology so that's been the basis of the birding project Mm -hmm. and the focus hasn't just been about seeing a lot of birds but doing those things uh with north america's birders
2: and there's a book coming out of your own too right what's the what's the status about about that right now christian
4: well, I'm currently uh, kind of gathering all of my, my journal entries and notes and recordings from the year and uh, and putting all of that together in a book. So I don't have a publisher yet, but I'm working on creating some drafts and manuscripts to send out. And uh, it'll be fun to continue to share my big year adventure with other people. Mm-hmm.
2: By the way, I know that one of your stops was Cape Cod, and you visited our man Mike O'Connor down at his Birdwatcher's General Store uh, for help in finding a dove key to add to your list. I guess didn't didn't quite work out, though, did it?
4: No, dovekey was my last co-to <laughs> species, which is a, a fairly common bird in North America, and uh, they're mostly common during the winter months off the coast of uh, the Atlantic seaboard, and Cape Cod is a fantastic spot to see dovekies. So I visited uh, the Cape and stopped by Mike's store after a couple of days of unsuccessfully searching on right. Race Point for dove key and i walked in the store and his staff greeted me and we started talking about birding and i said i'm looking for a dove key <laughs> and one of them said oh i'll be right back and they disappeared into the back and came back and in his hand he had a frozen dove key <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, a bird popsicle that uh, was on its way to oh. a museum mm-hmm. and uh I loved, I loved being able to see a Dovki up close and admire its plumage and know that that bird is going to, to help with scientific research. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, doing a big year, you can't count uh, frozen birds that are not alive <laughs> frozen anymore. Frozen
2: birds and eggs, not, uh, not, not countable. Well, that's pretty Correct. good that Mike would do, did that. He usually requires a purchase before he does, uh, gives any help there at his <laughs> store. So.
4: I bought some <laughs> bird socks from
2: Mike. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good. So you're finished your big year. I just have to ask you if you'll do it again.
4: You know, I'm young, and uh, now the, the game has changed. So Hawaii is now part of the American Birding oh, Association right. area, the ABA. And I've never really birded all of the islands in Hawaii. And so I'd love to go and see the birds there. And whether that's part of another big year attempt, um, we'll have to wait and see.
2: All right. Christian Hagenlocker is among four folks who broke the big year record in 2016. By the way, I mentioned about the pre- provisionals. You had two more. Can you give us a really, really quick idea of what that what that means, those two provisionals?
4: Sure. I've, I've seen two birds that have never been f- before been seen in the ABA area in North America. One yeah. is a Cuban vireo, which showed up by, on Key West in Florida, and the other is a pine flycatcher, a high-mountain flycatcher species endemic to Mexico. And as soon as the ABA area uh, records committees review those sightings uh, and approve them and add that bird to the list, I'll be able to count them.
2: All right. You can keep up with Christian and read his blog, accompanied by fabulous photos and interviews with birding folks and others he met along the way. The website is thebirdingproject.com. Congratulations again, Christian. We'll be on the lookout for your book. Thank you, Ray. Coming up here, our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The holidays are coming, and so is the cold weather. You're busy, but don't forget about the birds. They need the best food they can get, and Audubon Park Wild Bird Food provides the nutrition birds need to survive and thrive. Make time to feed your backyard birds this month with every bird's favorite food from Audubon Park, a family-owned business that appreciates yours. And be sure to check them out on Facebook for great bird food giveaways. Audubon Park Wild Bird Food, proudly made in the USA. Hi, it's Ray, with your invitation to join us in the Galapagos Islands with Sunrise Birding. I'll be your host, joined by expert local guides who'll show us giant Galapagos tortoises and marine iguanas and incredible birds, including Darwin's famous finches. We'll even snorkel with Galapagos penguins. And there are now just two cabins still available. Get all the details right now at sunrisebirding.com. That's sunrisebirding.com. You are eligible to win our mystery bird contest, as long as you haven't won within six months. And if you're not hearing our show live, don't forget, you can do so. Just go to TalkingBirds.com for details. It's really easy to do. Our prize this morning is the Droll Yankees' new generation finch feeder with the attraction of a finch sock. But the durability of metal actually demonstrated to attract uh, double the number of birds uh, than a regular old kind of a feeder there. Lifetime warranty against squirrel damage and maid in the USA. That's our prize. Here's the sound of our mystery bird. Let me give you that number here quickly, because we need you to call us quickly. 781-837-4900. 781 781- 837 Our mystery bird is a medium-sized, shiny black songbird. That's the male, female, all gray, with a tall, wispy crest. It's a slender, mostly fruit-eating bird with a long tail that's found in the deserts and arid woodlands of the southwestern U.S. and Mexico. Tell us what it is or take your guess. A drawing will determine our winner if no correct answer is received. And again, the number is 781 837 Meanwhile, we head to Cape Cod and talk with Mike O'Connor about little bird feeding envy. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute.
3: More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year, illegally. Poaching is just one of the risks animals face at our hands. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor. I grew up in the beautiful rural countryside of Ohio, where animals roamed freely in the open forests. I have a deep concern to help preserve those open spaces for our wildlife friends, so they can live and thrive like they used to. Destruction of their habitats threaten their very existence. The best way to protect wildlife is to protect the land where they live. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust works with private landowners to protect wildlife, to preserve natural habitats and establish permanent sanctuaries. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE. Or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you.
2: The magic music for the magic man of Cape Cod, Mike O'Connor, at the Bird Watchers General Store. In snow-covered Orleans. Good morning, Mike. Come on, it never snows on Cape Cod. You know that. Oh, I forgot. I <laughs> I meant to check with the Chamber of Commerce before <laughs> I made that comment. I, I should, should have done that. Oh, uh, but you're managing to dig out, keeping the power on, and all that.
0: It's all going. Oh, before you know where we start. You know, I just enjoyed your interview with that Christian. He's a really interesting guy, and I read his blog, and he's a very good writer. So whenever he does come out with a where the book, I think everybody should at least check it out because what a fascinating guy. Twenty-seven years old, mm. I couldn't even tie my shoes at twenty-seven. <laughs> he did all this, and, and just talking to him, he's so together and so mature. Yeah. I would definitely, uh, I would grab his book in a second as soon as it comes out. That's and, all. That's my little plug for that. Yeah.
2: Well, no, you. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, twenty-seven. I was. I think it was learning to wave bye-bye. That's <laughs> what I was doing <laughs> at twenty-seven. <laughs> Well, Mike, we have uh, this question from our friend Ann in West Sayville, New York. And she, by the way, is one of our wonderful Talking Birds ambassadors. And she says, this question is for Mike. I am having bird feeder envy. My neighbor seems to be getting much better bird activity, even though she's feeding the birds bread and mixed seed on platform feeders. I'm currently feeding my birds black oil sunflower seed from a tube feeder and suet. She wants to know if she should try using mixed seed. I, I think you're probably not feeling well hearing all this.
0: <laughs> not supporting this one. Marianne, it's all this, it's, the grass is always greener syndrome. Uh, <laughs> all right, <but> here's, here's <laughs> the deal. Uh, you're yeah. doing it right, and your neighbor's doing it wrong, so yeah. just don't even go past that. Yeah. Um, you, you, the black sunflower seed is the most common seed used, the most populous to get tip mice and cardinals and grosbeaks and red-bellied woodpeckers and jays. So that's what you want to use. She's getting uh, she's getting birds like sparrows, probably, mm. white-throated sparrows, which are, which are fine birds, but most of my yeah. customers aren't interested in that. But she mm. does use a tray. Don't even think about using bread. Not good yeah. for the birds, and it gets it's, moldy, and it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. But you, a tray feeder isn't a bad idea, because Some of the ground-feeding birds that don't want to cling to little perches on a tube um, would prefer a tray. And the good thing about a tray, just a big open tray, you can put whatever seed you want. You can put your black sunflower seed, you can put some millet in there, you can put some peanuts, you could even use a mixture, and then at the end of the day or the end of the week, you can examine it and see what seed is being used and what's being ignored, and then you can kind of fine-tune it. The trouble with the tube is they pick out what they don't want. It goes on the ground, and then the night crew cleans it up, and you're not really sure what's being used. But a tray isn't a bad option. Mm -hmm. The downside is if you get weather like everybody did except for the Cape because it doesn't snow on Cape Cod, (laughs) it's covered in snow, and then the birds don't get anything. So it's a little bit more maintenance with a tray, but it is a good option. So I would encourage that or maybe put a tray on your existing feeder for some of the birds that don't like to cling to perches. But you're doing it right, Miriam. don't let your neighbor push you around. All right,
2: and get the tray out there, but don't go for the bread or any of that other junk,
0: right? Yeah, unless you cut off the crust,
2: you know. <laughs> cut off the crust, first, and, and use only, <laughs> what? Well, I guess Wonder Bread would be that uh, you want to put out there. Thank you, Mike. All right, we'll talk next week, Ray. All right, Mike O'Connor down there at the Bird Watchers General Store in Cape Cod, where it never snows, except for today. We're back here at the Mystery Bird Contest trying to identify this mystery bird A medium-sized shiny black songbird, the male that is, female all-gray with a tall wispy crest, slender mostly fruit-eating bird with a long tail found in the deserts and arid woodlands of the southwest U.S. and Mexico. We have folks on the line here from New York and Maryland, but first it's Sheila in Rockland, Massachusetts. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. I mean, we're doing okay in all the snow and everything. Not too bad. How are you doing? And what's our mystery um, bird, Sheila? My
1: um, guess
2: is a grackle. A grackle. Tim is giving that look. Oh, gee whiz. Not exactly a, a grackle. Certainly a shiny black bird, but not this one.
1: Okay, thank you.
2: Thank you, Sheila. Who's next, Tim? Is it uh, Heather or is it Catherine? We have um, Catherine in Delhi, New York. Good morning, Catherine.
1: Good morning.
2: Good to hear from you. How are things in Delhi? You have snow up there?
1: Only a little dusting, but Just it's pretty chilly.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's going to be very cold here again tomorrow. We had a pretty good amount of snow in eastern Massachusetts. So, uh, Catherine, on the mystery bird, do you say uh, what?
1: Well, I've never seen one. I've got my sibling's guide out mm-hmm. here, and it sure sounds like... Well, the genus name, I think, is Phenopepla, possibly called a mm. silky flycatcher,
2: sure, maybe? Yeah, well, also called Phenopepla. Yeah. Phenopepla it is. A really okay. fascinating, uh, wonderful bird. Yes. Good job. That Sibley guide worked out for you there. Yes,
1: indeed. It's a beautiful
2: book. <laughs> thank you, Catherine. Stay on the line. We'll get your address and send you that uh, droll Yankees feeder. Well,
1: thank you very much.
2: Okay, thanks. Catherine, they're in Delhi, New York, and it's a pepla from way in the southwest, our mystery bird. Hey, we are out of time for our show for this morning. Executive producer Mark Duffield, our associate producer Debbie Bleacher, our engineer Tim McKenney. I'm Ray Brown. Next week, the one, the only, the birdist Nick Lund will be with us to issue another of his birdist's rules of birding. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>
1: And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com.